0: The kingdom is now is the theme for this year. If not now, when? Who started the if not now, when?s so Who's actually tried something? Ben Knighton. My husband. Yes, I'll tell you about his in a minute. Who's done an if not now? Who's had an if not now, when moment in the last little while? A couple of you? Yes, excellent. My husband, got to love him, 58 years old. And sorry, babe. 58 years old, decided that he would like to go back to Willowbank and race his little purple Tirana. In his holidays, he's back today after a month off and um, so last night he set off with his new little sparkly helmet in his cute little purple car and had his if not now when moment and when he came home he said, okay, I've done that tick and (laughs) moving on. But you had a good time, right? Yeah. And I love that. If not now, when? And I just love the way the month of January has sort of panned out. Um, Levi spoke about the power of patterns. I don't know if you remember that one. And, and resetting the pattern of faith in our lives. You know, he challenged, challenged us to look at our responses and to check that we were setting a pattern of challenging God. It was an excellent, excellent encouragement. And then a couple of weeks ago, Sarah, lovely Sarah here on the front row, shared a very inspiring message. Uh, lots of people talked about this one, um, about daring to dream... God sized dreams rather than limiting what we're expecting down to what we can achieve in our own capacity. About letting God breathe life back into our expectations and our dreams again. I was really, really encouraged by that. And then last week, Adam had that mic drop moment. If you were here, he had a chair on the platform. And he talked about, you know, the truth is this is a chair and I like the chair and it's a good chair and I understand how the chair works and it's great. I understand the truth of the chair. I understand what it's for. But instead of sitting in it, I'm just going to carry it around. What a mic drop moment. So it's one thing to know the truth, but it's another thing to put the truth into action in your life. I love that. And I just really encourage you. If you miss one, they were so encouraging. I just feel like they're setting us up for the year. Then go listen to them on Spotify or check them out on YouTube. Um, Just search New Hope, you'll find them. They will really encourage you. And today, I want to look at, in the same vein, rediscovering God given opportunities. Rediscovering God given opportunities. So the title of my message is, When Opportunity Knocks, Will You Answer? Because I believe that opportunity knocks all the time. And the difference between walking into an opportunity and missing an opportunity is actually whether you'll answer the door. And so let's look at that this morning. I was at a conference last year uh, where one of the speakers was talking about seizing our God-given opportunities. It was, excellent. It was an excellent message. And he defined God-given opportunities as this. God-given opportunities are a set of circumstances that enable progress or breakthrough. I love that. A set of circumstances that enable progress or breakthrough. I don't know about you, but I need progress and breakthrough in my life often. Because if I'm not progressing, what am I doing I'm either standing still or regressing, and I don't have enough years left in my life to do that. I want to continue to progress and break through. And I must admit, that got me wondering, again, after the last few weeks of messages, when I stopped looking for God-given opportunities, when did I stop looking for them? I feel like I'd stop looking for them. When did I stop asking, you know is this you, God? Or is this possible? Or look at this, this could be an opportunity. When did I stop? And maybe it's just me. Maybe all of you out there are so overwhelmed by all the God-given opportunities that you have. Good for you. Me, I stopped asking. I just stopped looking for them, if I'm entirely honest. And so I had this moment because that blessed catch cry that we have of if not now when keeps rattling around in my brain and so I'm like okay so if not now when if God's presenting opportunities that enable progress life change and a and a better life and breakthrough in areas that I need if he's presenting it if opportunity is knocking am I answering the door and I would say the same to you if opportunity is there Are you answering the door? Or maybe a better question is, am I actually expecting God-given opportunities? Or am I just going about in my own capacity, which is enlarged over the years? And I mean, I think I'm quite a high-capacity person. Am I just going about my life in my capacity, achieving what I can, and not actually expecting anything amazing? Wow, sorry, that's a bit heavy, isn't it, really? We'll just move on from that. You know, and as we continue to shake free, and I think we really are, of the last couple of years where the world changed people in a way that we never thought it would and we hadn't seen in our lifetimes, it's probably okay to to, um, acknowledge that the season may have altered our expectations somewhat. Our ability to see God-given opportunities. I think you know, that last season that we're not, we shall not, it shall not be named, but that last season that we're all aware of, that we're not going to talk about, I think it bought a few things. It bought apathy. It bought that, well, you know, I can't really be bothered. Well, what's the point? What's the point in me having opportunities? Can't do anything anyway. What's the point? I feel quite, yeah, whatever. I think it bought apprehension. Well, I don't really know. I haven't got like a firm footing. I don't really know what I can do next. It brought anxiety and uncertainty about the future and questions like, where is this going to end? Where are we going to end up? What is the truth in this? And I think it took away expectation. It took away expectation, positive expectation, and it dampened our hope for a brighter tomorrow. And I've got to tell you, that ends today. In this place, that ends today. Is it any wonder that we need to remind ourselves to attune our heart, to look for God-given opportunities again. It's not that we're bad people. We just forget. We just forget. I just forget to look for God-given opportunities. I forget. Because I can do so much in my own capacity. Jesus said in John 10, 9 and 10, often we quote John 10, 10, but the verse prior, John 10, 9, says, I am the gateway. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. More than you expect. Opportunities greater than you expect. God-given opportunities. And we need to just look for them. Now, if that doesn't sound like God's wanting to give us opportunities to enable progress and breakthrough, I don't know what does. Nowhere does it say, live your merry little mediocre lives, just just staying within the bounds of what you can expect. Just staying within what you... Nowhere does it say that. Exceedingly, abundantly, above. Everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness till you overflow. And I believe we're living in a season of God-given opportunity. And the only way to receive that God-given opportunity is to actually expect it, to actually look for it. What do you see? When you look at your life, when you look at your future, when you look at the world, what do you see? Helen Helen Keller is quoted as saying, often we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one that has been opened for us. So often we'll look at things that haven't happened, that haven't been possible. And all the while, there are all these other opportunities, but we are so focused on on what's not working, on what we can't walk through that we miss everything else that is around us. And this morning, I want to talk about opportunities. Three things about God-given opportunities that will help you to identify them in your life. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you expectant? Yeah. Excellent. Number one, opportunities come to everyone. They're not just for the special. I think we're all special, so they are for the special. But they're, not, they're for everyone. Opportunities come to everyone. Ecclesiastes 9, 11 says, I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. To them all. If you, here's the good news, people. If you're alive today, and I'm assuming you are because you are in this room, if you're alive today, then opportunities are for you. Wow, three of us are excited about that. So the key to to success, the key to walking into opportunities is not what you would always think. It's not just if you have money. I mean, that helps, but you still get opportunity without it. It's not just to the strong although that helps, but you're not disqualified if you're not strong. It's not just for those who are educated. Again, good platform, but will still come even if you are not. The key to success, the key to opportunities, it simply th- comes to those who can simply recognise one. This is an opportunity. Those who are looking and expecting opportunity... To come, we'll actually see it and find it. But what we often do is we wait. So we don't want to step out and fail; that would be embarrassing. So we wait. We wait for opportunity to come to us. It's like I'm just hanging around, waiting, just waiting for opportunity to come. I'm not particularly. I'm not shifting out of my armchair. I'm just gonna. If opportunity is gonna come, it's well able to come through my locked front door. And my locked screen door and all the security systems that I have around my life is well able to walk in and stand in front of me and say, here I am. Well, it is, but it's way better to be looking. It's way better to be looking. You have to start somewhere. Many of us are waiting for someone to give us an opportunity. That can be a trap. I'm just waiting for someone to come along and say, Chris Mulhair." here so gifted and talented, I want you to come and, I don't know, what would be an opportunity? I want you to come and, ch- and race all the amazing race cars on the racetrack because I saw your form last night at Willowbank and was impressed. Probably not going to happen. I mean, he was great, but probably not going to happen because we were waiting instead of what, what he did last night, which was seize the opportunity to go and have a Go. And at the end of the day, he just decided that was a great opportunity. I don't need to do that again. Don't need to. I've proved to myself I can do it. I believe God gives opportunities despite education, social status, how much money you may or may not have. And it can develop into something. You just need to start. If not now, when? There's a verse in Ecclesiastes 9 which has always confused me, but I kind of see it now. It says, Better a live dog than a dead lion. Better a live dog than a dead lion. Some of us are waiting to become lions instead of just beginning where we're at with what we've got. I like that. What if Zacchaeus hadn't taken the opportunity to climb the sycamore tree? He had an opportunity. Little guy, couldn't see over the crowd, really wanted to encounter Jesus, took the opportunity to climb a tree so that he could see him, and the opportunity opened into more than he could have actually ever believed. Opportunities don't have to look great in the beginning. They're just a step. What if blind Bartimaeus who was sitting by the roadside, what if he hadn't taken the opportunity to call out? Better still, what if he'd listened to everyone when they told him to be quiet? No, he saw an opportunity and despite the discouragement of those around him, he yelled out and what happened? Wow, he was healed. He encountered Jesus and he was healed simply because he saw an opportunity. So stop waiting for the big opportunity and look for the one right in front of you. What can you do today that looks like an opportunity? Start somewhere, if not now, when. What dream in your heart are you looking for, an opportunity to outwork, but you're waiting for the big break? Start somewhere because opportunities come to everyone. Everyone. Second thing. Opportunities can come disguised as problems and opposition. Opportunities don't always look like this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. They can often just look like hard work and opposition. In the story of David and Goliath, that was the shepherd against the giant, the little boy and the seemingly impossible odds. Talk about huge opposition, just physically. The little shepherd boy and the huge Goliath... He was literally huge. The opposition was literally gigantic. And when David faced Goliath, there was a battle of great opposition, but it was a divine opportunity. It was a God-given opportunity. When the Philistine army faced off against the Israelite army, they taunted them for 40 days and 40 nights. So when David arrived... They'd been taunting, making fun of, poking fun of, belittling, putting down the army for 40 days and 40 nights. And what had the response of the Israelite army been? Nothing. They did nothing. They stood there. I mean, they stood their ground, but they did nothing. They took no opportunity. They didn't look for opportunity because they were, I guess, I mean, the guy was big. And and it was a standoff because... No one did anything. But maybe just maybe God didn't do anything either because no one was willing to actually step up and do something. The brook was always there with the stones in it. It was always there. But no one took the opportunity. And maybe God's not doing something. Maybe you're waiting for God to do something in an area of your life and you're waiting to see what he will do. But maybe he's Waiting to see what you're prepared to do. In what way are you willing to step out? In what way are you willing to seize the opportunity? In what way are you willing to even look and see what the options are? And you may be seeing it as a negative challenge or an obstacle, but it could just be the opportunity to see breakthrough. Could just be that. David didn't see the magnitude of the obstacle, he saw an open forehead. They saw a giant and he saw an opportunity. So, opportunities can come disguised as problems and opposition. John Maxwell, who is one of the leading leadership voices in the world, says Opportunity never comes with a sign on the front, it comes with a sign on the back. Yeah. Who's ever thought that? Oh, wow, I think that was an opportunity. Where did it go? It never comes with a sign on the front. And we recognise it as it goes past. And hopefully somebody further down the track sees it coming with no sign on the front. So we need to train ourselves to learn how to catch the opportunity as it comes towards us. We recognise it once it's passed, but we need to learn how to catch it from the front. We need to look through every challenge and maybe just ask God, what do you want to do here? That's what I'm guilty of. There have been so many opportunities, but I've become so complacent and so apathetic and so boring that I'm not even asking God, what, what might you do here? Is there an opportunity here or not? I'm not even asking the question, and I know that that is not anybody else here in the room, so I'm just bearing my soul here for you this morning, but perhaps it might help you help someone else when they ask you that question. But that's my, I just haven't been seeing what God wants to do. Paul encourages to us to make the most of every opportunity. In Ephesians 5, 16, he says, Making the very most of your time on earth, and when you get to my age, Your time on earth, earth is quite precious. Making the most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. The message translation puts it this way. Make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate days. And it's true. Opportunities often come disguised as problems and opposition. What is there in your life at the moment that you could do or see differently that looks like opposition or a challenge, but if you took the time to go, God, what do you see here? What can I see here? How would it be different? Would it be a David and Goliath situation? It's always worth asking. The last one, and I think the most powerful one, Lost God opportunities can be found again. There wouldn't be a person in this room that hasn't seen an opportunity go past and thought, oh, "Miss that one, miss that one." I want to encourage you this morning. It's not over. It's not over. You can try again. You can start again, because where there is life, there is hope. There is hope. Jesus tells a story of a loss in Luke 15. And it's the story of the woman with the coin. Luke 15, 8 to 10. Imagine a woman who has 10 coins and loses one. Now for us, coins are valueless. But back then we've got to understand this was her life. This was the way that she could do business. This was the difference between living and dying. This was the difference between eating and not eating. So she has 10 coins and she loses one. And you're like, well, so what? She's got nine. No, no, no. She had 10, 10 and she lost one. Won't she light a lamp and scour the house looking in every nook and cranny until she finds it? And when she finds it, you can bet she'll call her friends and neighbours, celebrate with me, I found my lost coin. Because the coin was very valuable to the woman because in some ways it represented opportunity. Without it, obviously it was valuable. Without it, her opportunity wasn't quite as powerful, wasn't quite as full. Even just the opportunity for her to live life, to eat, to invest, who knows what she had planned for the coins. But the missing one was so valuable to the plan that she spent so much time and effort looking for it and when she found it, She actually called her friends to come and celebrate with her because she had her full opportunity back again. What opportunity, I wonder, is there in your life that with a little bit of hard work, with a little bit of searching, with a little bit of sweeping, you might recover? What opportunity have you put on the shelf because it seemed lost to you, but with a little bit of hard work, with a little bit of sweeping, it might actually be there again? These are the opportunities that you've seen, but somehow they've ended up under the dust. It may have been, you know, many people get to a point in life and think, I didn't imagine my life might look like this. And then we shelve it. And I want to encourage you today, whatever that area is in your life, take it off, dust it off, see if you can find it again and, and breathe life into that God-given opportunity again. We need to sweep and search because opportunity doesn't always live on the surface. Nothing that is great jumps out at you. It has to be discovered. Have you noticed that? How about Samson? I love the story of Samson. It gives me so much hope for my own life. In the story of Samson, he's a man of great strength and literally overflowing with God-given opportunities to bring change to a nation. That was Samson. He was God's opportunity to bring change to a nation. But through some poor decision-making... And potentially poor impulse control, hello, we can all relate to that. He's taken prisoner, his eyes are gouged out, he's chained to a flower grinder in the prison. It does not look like opportunity is about to be found or reclaimed in this man ever again. It looks like all is lost, doesn't it? There wouldn't be a person in this room that hasn't made a mistake and then somehow thought, well, that's it for me in that area. My opportunities pass me by. In Judges 16, 21, it says, this is the story of Samson. then the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes and they brought him down to Gaza and they bound him with two bronze chains and he was forced to be a grinder of grain into the flour mill in the prison. But I love how the next verse begins and I want it to give you hope today. Verse 22. But the hair on his head his God-given strength began to grow again. But his God-given strength began to grow again. There are people in this room this morning and you feel like it's done. I can't do it. But let me tell you, that God-given strength is there to grow again. In your life again, you might feel like your eyes have been gouged out, you might feel like you're chained to a circumstance. But if you give God the opportunity, your God given strength will begin to grow again. It's not over till it's over. Then the Philistine lords and all the important people gathered to celebrate. I love this, Samson's failure. I don't know about you, but I've had some pretty spectacular failures. People haven't gathered to celebrate them. They gathered to celebrate his failure and they called for him to be brought out of the prison to amuse him, to amuse them. They brought him out for their amusement. This once powerful man, now blind, being chained, their prisoner. And they place him between two pillars. And don't miss this. And Samson doesn't focus on his lost opportunities or his failure, and it would have been really easy to do that in that moment, to just be overwhelmed with, this shouldn't be how it is. He sees opportunity. So verse 26, then Samson said to the boy who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars on which the roof of the house rests, so that I may lean against them. Samson, the cripple. Let me lean, and put my hands on the pillars. And in verse 28, then Samson called out to the Lord and said, oh God, please remember me and please strengthen me one last time. I see an opportunity to be of significance once again. I see it, everybody around him. No one around, around him saw it. If the little boy around him had seen it, he wouldn't have put his hands on the pillars And you know the rest, he stretched out with all his strength and he collapsed the house and had a greater impact in that moment than he had had to that point in his life. He accomplished the God-given opportunity that he'd been given quite despite the fact that he'd been labelled a failure. Samson regained his opportunity when he got a little boy to place his hands on the pillars. So my question to you today is what pillars do you need to place your hands back on? to regain the opportunity that you've lost? What pillars are there in your life that you need to put your hands back on and ask God to strengthen you just one more time? Just one more time. It's not over for you. You simply need to regain your God-given strength and you will find your God-given opportunities. Lost God opportunities can be found again. If God is presenting opportunities that enable progress, life change, a better life, breakthrough. If opportunity is knocking, are you going to answer it? Are you going to answer it? Because if not now, when? If not now, when? Why don't we stand together? I really wanted to pray this morning quite specifically if that's okay. Is that okay? I feel like there may be people in this room who maybe identify with Samson in a way. They feel like they've missed the opportunity of a lifetime. Something great came your way and maybe poor decision-making, poor choices. I don't know. You feel like you've actually missed it but I want to pray for you this morning that that God-given strength might return to you this morning that you would begin to have your eyes opened to the fresh and new opportunities that surround you. There'd be those in the room today who are struggling like I was to see God-given opportunity. I don't see anything. Again, let's begin to ask God. I'm going to pray that God begins to open our eyes open our hearts, open our minds to see the opportunity around us. And there are those in the room who are excited by this message and are already sitting here, ticking through the opportunities that they can see in their life. We're going to pray this morning. Is that okay? So if you are in any of those categories or maybe you just need prayer this morning, let's join our hearts today. Lord, I just thank you for God given opportunities. I thank you that you never cease to knock on the door. And Lord, today I pray for those that are looking for a renewed God-given strength, that feel like they've lost it all. Lord, I just pray in this moment that by your Spirit you would begin to breathe that God-given strength back into them, to rise and to walk and to see what you've put before them. I pray for those this morning who just can't see anything, would desperately love opportunity, but it just seems to pass them by. Lord, I pray today with an open heart and an open mind and open eyes that they would begin to ask you, God, where is... Where is that opportunity? I'm looking, I'm expectant. I'm leaning into it. And Lord, I just thank you for those who are excited today and you've already begun dropping ideas for those opportunities into their hearts. I pray that you would give them the ability, the strength, the motivation to leave this place and continue walking into those opportunities. Opportunities are amazing, aren't they? Opportunities can be life-changing. Not all are. But I took an opportunity a number of many years ago now when I encountered um, some people who were followers of Jesus and I was not. And I saw their life and I saw the hope and I saw the purpose and I saw the plan and I saw how they treated others and I saw the love. And I took the opportunity when it was presented to me to follow Jesus. It was a simple invitation. Would you like to follow Jesus? Would you like to bring Jesus into your life? This is what He's done for us. And I've got to tell you, it was the best opportunity that ever came to me. And it has been the best opportunity that I've ever taken. It changed my life. And so right now, while we're gathered here this morning, I wonder if we'd close our eyes just one last time. And if you're here this morning, I want to give you that opportunity. Perhaps that's you're looking for life. You're looking for purpose. You're looking for hope. You're looking for love. You're looking for a different life. And my invitation to you today is, why don't you follow Jesus? It's as simple as saying, all I did was say, yes, I will. And in this setting this morning, I'm just going to ask, if that's you, why don't you raise your hand just as an acknowledgement. So I'm going to step into that opportunity this morning. So let's just give it one moment. If that's you if you just want to make take that opportunity to follow Jesus. Maybe you've been on the path with him for a while but it just hasn't you haven't really been following him. Maybe this is your opportunity this morning. Awesome. Lord, I just thank you today. I thank you for open hearts. I thank you for God-breathed opportunities. I thank you for living a life of expectation and joy and fulfillment. I thank you for each and every person in this room as they say yes to Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm